a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. So if you're listening earlier in the program, we went through some of the proposals that President Biden laid out yesterday, last night, in his speech to the nation, primetime address, rarity for the president. I uh, thought it was a good speech from the president, thought he laid out some very specific things in terms of policy issues that could be done. So could we actually get some movement on some of the things that might curb some of the the violence and some of these challenges as it relates to gun laws. So as we look at that, uh, you've you've heard me say this before. We, uh, you've got one group in the Senate. You've got a, a gang of 10. So you have five Republicans and five Democrats who are secretly meeting and trying to negotiate some sort of big bill to solve the problem. And we know from those discussions uh, being led by Senator Murphy, And uh, Senator Cornyn from Texas uh, on each side of the aisle, we know that some of the things on the table are red flag laws, expanding background checks, mental health, uh, and school security. Those seem to be the common threads. Uh, And they will try to cobble that together, and then they will dump that on the floor of the Senate uh, as if it were an all-or-nothing package. And you can even hear a lot of the pessimism already from both sides of the aisle that this gang of 10 – behind closed doors, in a room, uh, are not going to be successful in getting something done. And they'll point fingers at each other. They'll point fingers at the the filibuster as part of the problem that you have to get to 60 votes. And most people will shrug their shoulders and say, well, we gave it a swing, but uh, that's that. Let's move on to the midterm elections. Now, we know that the House has already passed some measures. Those measures have uh, gone across the hall, so to speak, of the United States Capitol to the Senate side where they are currently and have been for months sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk. So the majority leader, Democrat Chuck Schumer, has those bills and he has not brought them to the floor of the Senate. Uh, That's a problem. You can't take a vote if it's not on the floor. You can't have a debate if it's not on the floor. You can't have amendments to make it better if it's not on the floor. And so in some ways, you have to have courage, both internally in your own party, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and you have to be willing to do that across the aisle as well. So all of that has led many to be very pessimistic about any progress being made when it comes to gun laws. And many are outraged at the fact that we can't get anything done. The president last night was clearly exasperated that we can't get anything done or move anything forward. Even things, in his words, that are common sense, reasonable, rational, and supported by the vast majority of the American people. 
Now, we have to be careful about sweeping generalities. You have to dig into the bills. You have to dig into what they would do. You have to look at unintended consequences. All of that's really important. And so here's a very interesting development. This morning, this morning, a group of 21 Democrats provided a path. And I could not applaud applaud more loudly or more enthusiastically of what they have asked be done. So we know that Speaker Nancy Pelosi has said that she has a package of eight different pieces of uh, this important legislation, and she's going to bring it all together in a package so that the House can vote on it next week. And That may get through the House. It will sit on Senator Schumer's desk because there's no chance all of that is going to go through all at once altogether in the United States Senate. And so this group of 21 Democrats, led by uh, Representative Abigail Spanberger, Democrat from Virginia, they are asking their leadership, they're asking Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, Majority Leader Hoyer, the whip James Clyburn from South Carolina, to take that package and split it up into eight bills and hold individual votes on each measure. I think that is not only brilliant, it's actually the way it's supposed to be done. And I applaud these 21 Democrats for saying, look, we may not be able to get all of this passed or through, but... Surely there are things that Republicans can support in some of these bills. And so rather than just having one big massive bill that has all kinds of other stuff thrown into it, let's go one subject at a time. Let's go one bill at a time. And then let's get bipartisan support or let's have an honest open debate in front of the American people and we can see what the differences are in terms of what each of these pieces ought to be. And that's how it's supposed to be done. But the problem is, is it's leaders of both parties. So obviously Nancy Pelosi wants to be able to go to the floor of the House next week and put this big package all in once. It is properly named Protect Our Kids Act because who's going to vote against that? And yet she knows because there are so many things packed into it that many will not be able to vote for it. And then, of course, that becomes a great talking point for political campaigns. That even in the wake of a tragedy such as Uvalde, they voted against Protecting Our Kids Act. But I love that these 21 Democrats, which is an important number, by the way, because Speaker Pelosi needs all 21 of those folks to vote for something. And if they were to say, Speaker Pelosi, we will not vote for one massive bill, it wouldn't pass. It wouldn't pass. And so instead they're saying, Speaker Pelosi, we think there's a lot of great things in here. And we happen to think that doing that in eight separate bills is good, is better, and will actually get bipartisan support on most of them. And even... Even if they went through, and let's say out of those eight 
different proposals, and they go along the lines of many of the things the president laid out in terms of red flag laws, expanded background check, mental health uh, spending, school security. Let's say they got half of those passed. That's a heck of a lot more progress than having none of it pass. And you're not doing it at the expense of anything. So this isn't caving in or selling out for anybody on either side of the spectrum. It's here's one piece of the puzzle. Let's talk about mental health. Great. What does that look like? What does the funding look like? What are the outcomes supposed to be? And let's vote on that. Then you can actually hold people accountable because you're looking at the right things. You're not just saying, oh, they voted against the Protect Our Kids Act. No, you can have a real conversation. Say, well, they they voted for mental health. They voted against expanded background checks or whatever piece of the puzzle it might be. That's a better way to govern. It's actually called governing. And so I hope that we get more attention over the weekend on this proposal from these 21 House Democrats encouraging them to break it down into small pieces. Because I'll tell you what, if you broke it down into small pieces and sent that across the Capitol to the other side, to the Senate, they'd have to bring it up. Because there'd be bipartisan support. And then that would allow the American people to actually weigh in and voice how they feel about it on a specific, not a generality. The American people could weigh in on a specific policy rather than a bumper sticker slogan. Because you can do all the polling you want that says everybody supports everything. And most people will say, oh, of course, yeah, we want that. We want our kids to be safe. 99.5% of Americans are going to say, yep, we want that. But that doesn't tell you what's in the bill. It doesn't tell you what the policy is. It doesn't tell you what it's going to cost. It doesn't tell you what the outcomes are going to be, what the transparency will be, and who will be held accountable for making it all happen. And so I'm, I'm very encouraged by this group of 21 House Democrats who are saying, Let's make it eight bills. Let's make it eight bills. Let's have an honest conversation about a critical issue at a crucial time in our country and have Congress do the job they were sent there to do. Now, they still might not all vote the way we hope, but we'll know and we'll know specifically where everybody stands. Because if we can't get to the specifics, when we talk about things in generalities, we rarely succeed. But when we talk about the specifics, we very rarely fail. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources. Stay with us. Ben Sass, epic speech coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.